and gentlemen, welcome to This Is A Rewind, a look back at what wrestling used to and probably still should be. Now with me as always, my tag team partner, Shelby Deathray Patterson. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, dogs? I am doing all right. Not too bad. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing well because at first I thought you were mad at me. Uh, well, I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to hold my anger in because I don't want bad vibes coming into kayfabe outpost. But, but yeah, once we shut these doors, I, I am very upset with you after what you made me watch. You know, I it's understandable because I didn't want to do it to you, but you you told me to pick my worst match ever. And I, I just, I had to, I had to make you watch it. That's you, you, I understood the assignment, dogs. Like I, I did what you asked you me to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you listened to our podcast last time, you uh, may remember that we did Shelby's favorite match and my most hated match. And uh, dogs thought it would be a good idea if we switched it. And said, Shelby, you pick your worst match, and I'll pick my favorite match. Okay. And I think in the beginning that was a good idea. Yeah, see, and then you're I told you my like match. This is my fault. I, it is your fault. <laughs> you're the one that comes up with these assignments. That's that's true. That's true. Oh. And then I presented my my match to you tonight, and I, you were like, "Why would you forsake me?" I I, I didn't <laughs> think. That it was going to inspire such anger. Well, should we just go ahead and let's, get into it? Let's go ahead and get into well, it. Well, because we want to do the the least or the worst one yeah, first, yeah, right? Yeah, let's, let's get this garbage out of the way. Yeah, so listeners, my worst match ever is Seth Rollins versus The Fiend from Hell in a Cell 2019. Oh my <laughs> God. And if you... If you are a wrestling fan in 2022, this match is still fresh. Oh, oh right? yeah, without and question. you probably, as you're listening to this right now, are thinking about this match, and you are already starting to get angry at I, me for even suggesting that we talk about this, but we have to because this is the topic, right? Just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to maintain <laughs> as best as I can. Well, okay, so... To start off with this entire pay-per-view, mm -hmm. I did not realize this until I went back and watched some videos on, like, analysis videos on this. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of this pay-per-view, we only had four matches announced. That's right. I had forgotten about that because we mm -hmm. did this on This Is A Work. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that we complained about. Yes, they only had four matches. and. If you're thinking about, like, nowadays, the length of pay-per-views are so freaking long mm -hmm. that when you see a card with four matches on it, you're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. this is great. Like, this is probably going to be, like, two and a half hours. Like, this will be awesome. Right. And then you get to the pre-show, and then they're like, just kidding. Here's three more matches. Or even four more, I think. Anyway. Yeah. So, it's not a good start. Right to a pay-per-view when you don't announce your entire card. That means that you have no idea what you're doing. Right. So that should have been a red flag that yeah. your main event wasn't going to be great. But mm -hmm. you had The Fiend, which at the time was the best thing that they had going. And I think if they did it correctly, mm -hmm. he would have been 
the next Undertaker. Oh, without question. Uh, You know, this is what, this is just a part of what upsets me about everything. This whole main event had the recipe to be perfect. Mm -hmm. This could have been, this could have launched the Undertaker second coming. I mean, this could have Mm -hmm. done it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I said earlier, as I, like, you know, this is this is only partly fault of the wrestlers. Uh, right. But after watching that spectacle, <laughs> you're not even gonna call it a match. I, it, you know, it it, it wasn't so much part of it, it. Really, wasn't the fault of the wrestlers. It was every bit. The bookers that set this thing up. Yeah, because I mean, you have the Hell in a Cell match itself as a concept is a great match, yeah, right? Like on absolutely. paper, it's great, right? You have two wrestlers that basically it's the culmination or should be a culmination of a feud, right? right? Because basically, no other type of match can handle these two wrestlers. Exactly. Right? Like it's supposed to be like, we, you guys are out of control. We need to put you in a cage and one of you just has to kill the other one and then the feud can die. There you go. Right? Like that's what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But this match, they had so many weapons. Like literally everything from underneath the ring was Mm -hmm. out. It was tables and ladders and chairs and that really freaky mallet that you hated so much. fuck that mallet. (laughs) I swear to... It It was the mallet that... The Fiend or Bray Wyatt, I guess Bray Wyatt made it. And it was supposed to be like a, the Firefly Funhouse. So it was all kooky, mm-hmm. but also really creepy because it was a mallet. But it was like off kilter a little yeah, bit. And, and way oversized. And it, it looked like a clown's mallet that he would bring to Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. It looked silly. It, it, it did. Yeah. It, Not menacing. That was the turning point for a lot of people, I believe. Was that mallet? I think so. When the mallet was introduced, mm-hmm. okay. I, I think. I mean, I could understand. I could see that, but I, they I, ha- I, they had all these weapons, and I just don't feel like you need that for a hell in a cell. Like you're supposed to use the cell mm-hmm. as a weapon, and I feel like in the modern day hell in a cell matches, they barely use the cage. Oh yeah. Right. Like I mean, they'll throw them up against you know, the cage or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they'll do, you know, dives on it and hit it and don't really sell. But, you know, like, right. they'll, I don't know. I just felt like they used to be more creative mm-hmm. with it. Like, they'd try to stick them in between the bars or they'd, you know, tie them up somehow and then beat them or I oh, don't know. Yeah. It just Oh, uh, I remember a hell in a cell when... Uh, and this is not the the famous Hell in a Cell that that Mick Foley was a part of. This is the oh, a one uh, after that, where he his arm went through the bottom of the Hell in a Cell cage and uh, cut Ugh. his arm <laughs> yeah. up where his arm was just gushing. Oh my gosh! And so he pulled. You know he. Has to no other choice but to just rake his arm and pull it back out and then continue the match. Right. And uh, yeah, they don't do that anymore. No, no. 
And unclear if that was worked part of it or or what, but I would hope so. I would hope that they would have a little bit of control. I don't know. Uh, Fully, he he gigs himself anywhere and everywhere. I'm surprised <laughs> that man has any blood left in his body. I know. I know. <laughs> I love I love Mick. I love uh, I love him. Absolutely. But, uh, but, but with this one, it just felt everything about it felt unnecessary. Like I feel like they didn't in the storyline of this feud, I feel like they did this match too early. Way too early. And I, I screamed that from the mountaintop when this whole thing came about. Mm-hmm. I, I remember saying, I was like, we're pushing him too fast. This needs to be a slow burn. He's over. Oh. Let him be over. If this match didn't tell you that, I don't know what else would. Because mm-hmm. you have the extreme, like the most baby of baby faces in Seth Rollins at the time. Like yeah. 2019 Seth Rollins. Like I know now he's, you know, quite annoying. The drip guy. Yes, that type <laughs> of heel, which I still love him. He's still one of my favorites. But like when Seth Rollins is a, is a baby face, he's literally like... Fresh out the womb, baby face. Yeah. Right? So right. you you have him, and they're booing him when yeah. he's beating the fiend down, and they're cheering when the fiend gets back up. And like, the fiend is supposed to be this scary, scary heel, and he's so over that it doesn't even matter. And it's not... A few mixed boos. No, it in. is everyone. It's the whole crowd, and it is thunderous. They turn so quickly on Seth, and I really think—I mean, you said this when we were watching it. Mm-hmm. I think he was rattled. I, I, I think that might have rattled him a little bit because it took like they dragged this match out way longer than it. I know it was the main event, mm-hmm. but it felt like it was an hour. And if I remember correctly, they continued this feud afterwards yes they did because they had um it was the saudi show the saudi arabia show that's where he got the title and he had to run yes yeah and so yes this feud continued after this which in my in my mind that baffles me because when you have the reaction that you had from this match where you started out with at the beginning of this match, they were chanting Yowie Wowie, mm-hmm. which was his, you know, catchphrase at the time. Yeah. To bullshit. Yeah. And restart the match. Yeah. And refund. Refined. And <laughs> AEW, yeah. which had just started at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, which, if you if you go back and watch this on Peacock, listeners, they try their hardest to like funnel that out like they got they cut out AEW and they cut out uh refund Mm -hmm. but they couldn't cut out bullshit and restart the match because it was literally it was the whole arena and it was again it was thunderous I felt I felt so bad for them because it was just it it had the red light Mm -hmm. right with the red cage so like you could barely see like we could barely see what was going on and we were watching it on pay-per-view which i can imagine i can't imagine being there and watching that match like i'm sure they couldn't see a thing you know the one thing that you said interested me is uh talking about them um uh moving forward after this match continuing the feud um I remember listening to a shoot interview 
uh, uh, one time where they were talking about uh, placing Hogan, who was their top guy, Hulkamania running wild, Mm -hmm. and they were going to put him up against Jake the Snake Roberts. Now, Jake was a heel at the time, but Jake was loved by the fans, which is kind of an anomaly back in the day. As heels were hated, faces were right. cheered. And that's just the way it was. But Jake was that anomaly. And they brought it. They said, here's what's going to happen. We're going to make a lot of money on this. What you're going to do is you're going to go out there on that platform. And you're when Hogan is uh, cutting a, a promo. And you're going to DDT him on that platform. And that's going to start this feud, and it's going to be huge. And Jake goes out there, and he cuts his promo, and then he kicks Hogan in the stomach, and he DDT'd him. And then he just walks backstage. And McMahon stopped stopped him and said, okay, just listen. They're going to start chanting Hogan, 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 and it's going to be crazy. But all that you heard was DDT. (gasps) DDT, DDT. Oh, shit. And Jake just waited for a minute. And then he cut, turns his head. And he looks right at Vince. And Vince dropped his head. And Jake says, now what? He said, I'm sorry, this is not going to (gasps) happen. And they pulled that whole feud right then and right there. It never happened again. Oh, my God. Now, having said all that, (laughs) that's how quick Vince's mind worked back then because he knew his cash cow that he had invested so much in was about the worm was going to turn if he did the Jake Roberts Hogan feud. Now, let's fast forward to 2019. Fiend versus Seth. You knew. You knew what was going to happen, and you continued it anyway. Yeah. I mean, there were clear signs leading up to this. This wasn't just all of a sudden everyone's Mm -hmm. behind the Fiend because Seth is terrible. It didn't happen this night. It had been growing. We knew. I I mean, in just an hour group alone, Mm -hmm. I mean... My husband does not buy, like, wrestling merch. Right. He's, right? Like, I mean, he, he's a fan, but he's a casual fan. Exactly. He bought The Fiend's t-shirt. Right. When we went, like, when when I went to Clash of Champions, like, that's the shirt that I got for him because that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he has that, and he has his Luchasaurus t-shirt. There you like, go. Like, those are the only two wrestling t-shirts that that man owns. Mm-hmm. And that tells you that, ev- like, he, The Fiend reached even the most casual of wrestling fans right like he he was popular with with the kids he was popular with adults that were into the scary horror movie shit right like he he literally reached all of their key demographics and that's why i don't understand why with this match i really feel like this is when they started to lose him. Yeah. And started to completely just ruin him. Absolutely. To the point where they 
like released him of his contract mm-hmm. and everyone lost their minds. Yeah. Like it was I mean, we were I think we were shocked that he was released from mm-hmm. his contract. Oh, we all were. We were just like, no, like there's got to be a way we can salvage this, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there has to be a way that they can't fuck it up any more than they already have. Right. And then they release him. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> this is the way we're gonna fix it. Get out. Just get out. Like we <laughs> we've messed it up so much that there's no way that we can fix what we have done. Or, yeah. So it's your fault, and we're gonna let you go. And there you go. <laughs> there you go. And. And but I know, really feel like this match started that. It, it did. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. And looking back, after watching this match, this match was good and oh, story-filled. Sure. Now, like, uh, okay, forget about the mallet for a minute. The, the rest of the match was fine. I could do without the mallet. I could do without the kendo sticks. Mm-hmm. But everything else... With the chairs, with the ladder, you know, uh, the the curb stomping uh, onto the chair, curb stomping with the ladder and the chair, taking the toolbox out and savagely beating the fiend in the face. Tools flying everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) It looked, he really, you know, God bless Rollins, he put it over as much he as he freaking could so i mean hard you could even see it on his face like yeah. he was selling the shit out of that baby face oh my god like, he was, was on commission that yes. night yeah and then but then you get to the end of this and then i don't think it's salvageable no you know because you have the ref who mind you has been silent this entire time when he has been like he is piled ladders and chairs and toolboxes and everything yeah. on top of him yeah and has even curb stomped him onto the crazy cuckoo mallet yeah right yeah. but the moment that he takes a regular sledgehammer yeah. out from behind the pitch black uh, you know ring yeah too much too much that's too much for this ref. And he immediately, when Seth comes in and raises the sledgehammer, mm-hmm. is does the whole, the famous, this isn't you, Seth. That's, this isn't like you. And goes in to the Anchorman saga, which I just, <laughs> no, he didn't. But I, in my he world, well he had. does. He might as well and had. He, he, <laughs> Seth, please. <laughs> this isn't like you. We're a mess without you. I miss your scent. I miss your musk. I miss your laugh. When this match is over, we should get an apartment together. He 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 might as well have said all of that. Right, right. Because he just in Seth's face saying, "This isn't you. Like you don't need to do this. Like you're gonna kill him. You're gonna." He said, "You're gonna kill him." You're gonna him. kill him. It's they a, said it. It's a freaking hell in a cell match. It's- I mean, it, damn it. I, I Oh, I'm getting mad again. I know. I, I told you. Jesus Christ. No, and uh, then it just it just keeps going. It doesn't actually end because then you think the fiend is dead, and then he pops up, and then Seth has a blood pack in his mouth, and he starts mm-hmm. leaking blood out of his mouth. And oh, yeah. Well, you didn't uh, – you, you forgot the one part. When he hits him with a sledgehammer, and the ref, ring the bell. That's true. So the, That's enough. The whole <laughs> – the, the end of this match – was a no contest. No contest in a hell in a cell. For the second year in a row mm-hmm. at that point, because 2018 did the same thing. Yes, it did. And 
I just remember watching this mm-hmm. with our group. Everyone was livid. Yeah. Because not only did you have all of the shenanigans that built up to that, like that this isn't you and blah, blah, blah. But it was a no contest for a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. And then they have all the shenanigans at the end. And then just that picture of it it going to black. Mm -hmm. And you just hear a cacophony of boos. Yeah. The like, and then you see the logo come up at the end, and then yeah. that's the end of the pay per view. That's and you would think just by their own, by their by their own volition, and the way they closed it with this, with, with the, the the symphony of booze, you would think that they would say, "Guys, we need to drop back and punt here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we fucked up." Uh, we we should no, no no they said keep a steady course full steam ahead and <laughs> just 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 wait just see how it plays out yeah, oh my just see how it plays out <laughs> can I tell you how how many times did we hear that in 2018 19 20 yeah just let the story play out even the people we love. Triple H said it <laughs> more than a few times. Just let the story play out and uh. enjoy the story. I can't enjoy the story because the story is shit. He was under mind control, dogs. He God. wasn't in control of he what was, he was saying. Triple H is a psyop. <laughs> That's what we're trying to say. I will <laughs> not say anything bad about that man. You cannot make me. You cannot make me. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-mm. So I, I have done it, listeners. I have officially made... David Two Dogs Hayes extremely mad oh, and I'll yeah, never forgive you I will take full credit for this this is all my fault and you're welcome <laughs> damn it now if <laughs> I don't remember what I rated this if, if you were going to rate this what are you going to call it oh if I was going to rate this mm-hmm. if I was going to rate this I I know I I over exaggerated the first time that we did the ratings but sure. I definitely would give this at least a negative two yeah um, because I, I honestly cannot even give it a score with the way that it ended, mm-hmm. and also knowing the way that they just ke- kept pursuing the bullshit with right. him. Like I just knowing the knowledge that I know now, I just I have to give it a negative two. The the you know, thinking back on it now. The I believe the way I scored this match, I, I'm not a hundred percent, but I think I gave it a zero. Yeah, I would think you would. And looking back on it, and knowing what I know now, what this match did, how it this preceded the events to follow, and this was the tip of the iceberg. I would have to go. I would have to give it at least a negative two. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. It can't be anything better than that. I mean, to me, when you asked me to think of my worst match, the Mm -hmm. worst match that I have ever seen, I still remember the reaction that I had Mm -hmm. from this match when we watched it. And so that's why I I felt like we had to talk about it and that it was my worst. Oh, without question. Because it is... to take something something like the fiend that was so special mm-hmm. and just 
act like you don't even know what to do with it. The 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 prize cult mm-hmm. that you had, mm-hmm. and you sent him to the glue factory. Yeah, I mean, just a slap <laughs> in the face. So yeah, negative two for sure. Yeah. Well, let's go into something uh, a little happier. Yes. Well, hap- quotation fingers, happier. Better. Better. <laughs> um, my favorite match, and you're right, this was a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because I had about three. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I watched two out of the three matches. What before. were what were your runner-ups? Do you remember? Now, my, my runner-ups were uh, WrestleMania three with Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat. That was, pardon me, a technical masterpiece mm-hmm. of a match. It was just so beautiful. Was it Flair and Steamboat? Or no, no, it was uh, Macho Man. And, oh, okay. And they... It's honestly, it's the mat. If you ever hang around indie wrestlers, mm-hmm. they're gonna tell you this is the match that we strive to to achieve, mm-hmm. and most indie guys will tell you that. Uh, and it was a beautiful match. Even me watching it as a kid, I was like, "Wow, this this is amazing." Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, it's it's technically sound. It's technically proficient. There's good story behind it. But there's better story out there. So I'll move forward a little bit. And we go to the runner-up, which was The Undertaker. Or should I say at this point in time, he was The Underbiker. <gasps> yes. Versus Ric Flair. Mm. And... This match has a special place in my heart just because, well, number one, Flair talks about this match all the time. He talks about it in his book mm-hmm. and how he had he, he wasn't really feeling like Ric Flair is supposed to feel. And Taker carried him through that match. At one point, he has a famous thing where he falls over the ropes and, uh, you know, and, and then either catches himself or takes a plots mm. and well he missed he missed his over the rope spot and just kind of landed on his neck mm. and taker goes over there gives him a couple kicks and picks him up and says you want to try that again kid and uh, <laughs> and uh, and he he said it just it did the world uh for him and and his self confidence not only one of, if it's not Flair, uh, my other favorite wrestler of all time, Arn Anderson, mm. just appears. It's he just up. It, the camera faded off to the side, and when it came back, Arn was in the ring. Arn's been retired for about ten years at this point in time, mm-hmm. and picked up Taker and gave him a spine buster, the twisting, twirling spine buster, and boom. Just like he was in his 20s again. <laughs> and every time I watch that, and uh, when we, we go back down there, I'll show you that little clip. I would love to see it. And it's, I just, I always scream, just, yeah, get him. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
and it's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful moment. But yeah. I was like, you know, no, we can do better than this. And it had to be the two greatest storytellers in my mind that have ever entered professional wrestling. And that would be Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels for the retirement match. Oh, man. It's a tearjerker. When you told me that this was the one that we were going to watch, I, I was not prepared. Yeah. Because I, listeners, I have never seen this match all the way through. Oh. I had seen bits and pieces, and obviously I'd seen the very emotional I'm sorry, I love you. Super mm-hmm. kick at the end. Yeah, obviously everybody is familiar with that one. Especially when some people, the the geniuses that put the Titanic music <gasps> behind it. Those are the best. I mean, it really. I mean, they meant for it to be funny, but honestly, it makes me cry. I mean, because <laughs> it, it's the crescendo. And, mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh yes. god. So I'd seen that, but I had never seen it from start to finish. And you started this match. At the video package. Had to. And the video package made you tear up. It did. It's like no no joke listeners. Like he he was wiping away tears at the video package of this. And you know, guys, as I, I'm not an emotional person, but But it's flair. I I love my heroes. Yes. And I, you know, I'll I, I, I just respect and love my heroes so much. And when I, you know, I, I, I've made the example, uh, wrestlers are gods and demons. Mm. And when you go out there, you find your religion. Mm. And I found my God and my demon with Ric Flair at, at a very early age. And to watch that video package and to have the music behind it. And that's the one thing that the WWE has always done well was those oh, packages. Gosh. The video packages that they, I mean, they can take a match that was total garbage. Oh, yeah. Right? And then when they put their magic on it, you're like, oh, I want to watch that. Right? And th- they're so you, good at even it. Even though you saw the shit show live, mm-hmm. you're like, wait, that was good i guarantee it they could do that with rollins and the fiend oh they did yeah (laughs) they i guarantee it i don't think they even attempted it but they could do it with brock and goldberg oh god oh man i mean it'd be tough but they could do it (laughs) they could do it they they have a great team back there yeah they really do i watching this match in its entirety I can see why so many male wrestlers in this day and age model after Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Because yeah. when I was watching him, I was le- I I saw Adam Cole. I you saw did. Johnny Gargano. You like, saw Edge. I saw I, I saw Edge. You know, mm-hmm. like I you could see just like the facial expressions mm-hmm. and like it's what's behind the eyes. Yeah. Right. And there's a joke in there about him being cockeyed, but I won't do that. Oh man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I said, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But now I'm thinking about <laughs> it and I forgot. And now I have this image of him in the match that we just watched cockeyed and I just can't stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listeners, dogs had a cockeye while he was saying that just now, and oh god, I'm broken. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, you can just see the emotion throughout his entire body, his face, like it. It truly is like within him, right? So I just, I can, I can see why so many guys model their moveset their characters like i mean adam cole especially Mm -hmm. i mean everything that he does is john michaels it it really is yeah Yeah. and i can see how it works you know and this is just one of those it's not a technical masterpiece it's not a savage and steamboat uh by by no means you know i'm gonna stop you there though because I kind of disagree with that. You think? Because as you you said this at the beginning, you said this is not tactical masterpiece, like, but it is just a great story. I do believe it was a great story. It's probably one of the greatest up there with the greatest stories, an in-ring story I think I've ever seen. But not for nothing, Ric Flair was still doing like top rope spots and yeah. being thrown across the ring and taking all these you know super kicks to the head not just the face but to the top of his head no like he's 53 years old at this point right so like i would say it wasn't perfect yeah but i would say for both of them it was still really impressive oh oh it was and that's that's the beautiful thing about it's still good enough it's technically sound enough to be a WrestleMania match. Yes. But then you add that story in. Oh, man. And with it and being like the last, like I've never heard that stipulation before mm-hmm. where the next match, just any match mm-hmm. that you lose, you're gone Yeah, and you're done. Like I've, I've seen I quit matches. I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, if you lose this, you're not getting a contract or your contract is revoked or whatever the language is. But like, I've never seen a stipulation of the very next match that you lose, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, you're, you're done. And for Shawn Michaels to originally reject it because he said, I don't want to be the reason why you retire. Yeah. Like even that as a stipulation, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh man, this shit's getting deep. Yeah, <laughs> and it's oh, it was oh my god, and and the thing about it, th- that build up to that match, I think there were about six matches that led up to it because he was working every night, and that's just re- remarkable. I mean, I know. Was it Sting is in his 60s, mm-hmm. right? Like, we uh-huh. have some people who are on the roster in 2022 that are older, sure. right? But I don't know. That just seems to be working full time yeah. at that age with that amount of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sting doesn't even wrestle every week. No, no. You know, we haven't actually seen him wrestle in a, in a while. Now, this is going to be something. I'm I'm going to get heat for this. I mean, just add it to the list. <laughs> Sting is, even though Flair will disagree with me, in my opinion, Sting 
is nowhere near, nowhere even close, even back in his prime, was nowhere close to the caliber of, of Flair. Oh, I agree, 100%. He, he was, and here's where the heat's going to come in, mm. he was two steps ahead of the Ultimate Warrior. That's it. I know, I know, I know. Even Kara perked up on yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's and now look, I I recognize Sting as being extremely charismatic. I recognize that. Sure. Uh, I recognize him as being the franchise of WCW and NWA. I I enjoy him being Darby Allen's dad. Absolutely. <laughs> that is honestly my uh, really my only interaction with Sting is him being with Darby Allen, and mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Yeah. So I'm not mad at that at all. But yeah, but th- that's the honest to God's truth. I I believe it that, that that Sting he he was a fair to Midland performer, mm-hmm. but if he didn't have the right person in the ring. He was not able to tell a proper story. And look, you can argue with me if you want to, but I'm going to give you two words. Van Vader. <laughs> Let's uh, go back and look at that WCW match, and you tell me that Sting oh. led that match. Oh, yeah. Well, that just kind of pro- that proves my point, though, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Flair, even at that age right i know i know he did not actually stop wrestling after that match no he actually wrestled the very next week (laughs) right but he also showed up in other promotions as well Mm -hmm. after wwe wouldn't sign him anymore right so i i understand that it's a it's a hard business to quit yeah from what i've heard it's a hard business to quit plus flair he he spent money like water so he uh, needed money. He needed that was the reason that he worked the very next week. He went down to Australia and wrestled Hogan Damn. the very next week. Yeah, so and I I understand like I I think I said this to you when we were watching it. I cannot imagine watching that match live. Oh god. You know, and like seeing it and thinking mm-hmm. like holy shit, this is it, mm-hmm. right? And at the end when he like does the whole, I'm sorry, I love you, super kick to the face, yeah. and then you know gets the pin, one, two, three, and then immediately goes and hugs him. Yeah. And like Flair's crying, Michaels is crying, like literally grown men in, mm-hmm. the, in the audience are crying, like yeah. everyone is emotional. And it's, it's just it's great and it's and the thing about it the lead up to that is what's beautiful he tries to throw the chin music and he twice can't, he can't do and it. he stops himself and oh the build-up the build-up to it and i think it's what makes it so satisfying sounds like a really bad word but it is it's satisfying it's, because he has built it throughout the entire match mm-hmm. that, like, this is my finisher. Yeah. Which is also a thing that I feel like isn't really done nowadays. It's like a finisher's not a finisher anymore. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. like, but back then, like, your finisher... Was protected. Exactly. Yeah. So, you knew once he hit it, it was, a, it, was it. it. Right? So, mm-hmm. like, you had that build up to it. And those first two times, like, 
Flair kind of like distracts him the first time and then the second time he just doesn't hit it. Yeah. Right. And that third time, because every time he's building up to it, you can see he's about to cry. Yeah. And see, and the thing about it is uh, with the other ones, uh, see that now there's, let's analyze this. The other day he has hit him with a super kick. Which right. is different from the sweet chin music. I know. You have to tune the band up first. Right. That's what makes it that's, different. That's what makes it different. <laughs> now, the first one was a straight up uh, uh, Bill Dundee, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Chris Adams uh, super kick. Okay. Uh, the second one was not a super kick, it was a crescent kick. Mm. And as a. Uh, we'll rewind it. I'll show you. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even if you do, I'll be like, "Nope, that's a super kick." You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I I know basic, like bare minimum. I can tell you what this move is, and even then, I'll probably get it wrong. Right. But <laughs> I I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between a super kick and a crescent kick. I'll right. be like, "Super kick," you know. Yeah. <laughs> but see, and that's why that's why that's why he was able to kick out of those because uh, yeah. I I look at everything from a work point of view. And of like, course, you do. And there's a, the reason that. Uh, Flair was not able to make Michaels tap is because he did not wrench the leg like he usually does. Mm. <laughs> See, I love shit like that though because mm-hmm. they AEW hints at that a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Because they have, um, I think it's Excalibur who's mm-hmm. on commentary who calls out stuff like that all the time. So like right. the tiny things, like you know Adam Cole's. They call it the boom, and mm-hmm. it was the last shot is how I know it. Right. But, like, if he doesn't hit it, if he hits it with the knee pad up, it's, they kick out. But if he Thank pulls God. the knee pad down, they never kick out. Right. And I feel like stuff like that isn't really done a lot anymore. It and, needs to be. And that's the type of stuff that makes mm-hmm. the Michaels flare match so dramatic. Exactly. Right? Because if he doesn't hit it just mm-hmm. right, he's not going to go down. Right. That's the thing, and, uh, and the 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 beautiful ending. Just that I, oh. I we could talk about that for another half hour. Just the he he starts to tune up the band, and he's re- and he stops and he looks at him and flares up to his knees and goes, "Come on!" Oh. And I'm sorry, I love you. Bam. Ugh, and like such a good super kick too mm-hmm. like just a uh yeah and the one two three the flip over into the hug just the immediate embrace right that's the part i think that got me the most is that it's just immediately like i, I i'm not just saying i'm sorry i'm showing you that i'm sorry yeah. yeah and the beauty part of it is like a lot of people think once the bell rings and you roll out that's the end of your night, but not for Michaels. Mm. Michaels does not stop until he is backstage and there is not another mark that can see him. That's the that walk back up the ramp. Mm. Because he's like, he's, he's wanting to look back, but he doesn't. Right. And then he just, there's moments where he's just like really wrestling with himself. Mm-hmm. And you can, again, it's behind the eyes, right? Mm-hmm. You can see all of and that. There's a, and he doesn't stop. He slows, mm-hmm. but he doesn't stop moving. It's just Ugh. little, little things. Mwah. such Oh, so God. 
And then, but he had to get out of the ring because a lot of people say, well, he should have got up. He should have shook Flair's hand. No, absolutely he should not have because this was Flair's final moment to do whatever he wanted. To, if he wanted to take his boots off and leave them in the ring, mm-hmm. he could have done that. If he wanted to blow kisses to the crowd, he could have done that, and he did. Mm -hmm. If he wants to just go out and pull his whole family into the ring, he could have done that, and that's what they were saving it for. Yeah, because it's it's about him in that moment, and he needed to be alone in the ring. No, I I 100% agree. Best send-off I've ever seen for a wrestler, and so well-deserved. Probably the best one we'll ever see. Because I don't think that any we are going to ever see Mm-hmm. you know, any wrestler that's any caliber well, we to Ric Flair. We were robbed of The Undertaker. Mm. The Undertaker well, was robbed of his send-off. That's true. If if we were if we lived in a a COVID free world, mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I feel like that would have been up there. Yeah. But he I, he was definitely robbed of of his send off yeah. for sure. Triple H was robbed of his send off. I as agree. Well. He didn't get anything. No, no. I mean, he he he, he got it at night too. You know, <laughs> start things off, but he got to leave his boots in the ring, and that's it. Yeah, and you know, and it, it meant a lot to me to see that because, uh, you know, I I loved Triple H. I I yeah. When I was wrestling, I modeled myself after triple h and that's and, and so it, it, it meant a lot to me to see that no i i can i mean i did not model myself after triple h but i definitely <laughs> would credit him for reigniting my love of wrestling because he created oh, nxt absolutely and he absolutely. created like all of these people who are on the on the roster mm-hmm. now, and he gets absolutely no credit for it. So it's I, a damn shame. I I feel those two were Undertaker and Triple H were definitely robbed of mm-hmm. a proper send off, and I probably yeah. could have been up there with Flares for sure. But I don't think anyone's ever going to meet that caliber. I don't think so. Never again. Mm-hmm. Never again. Which makes now, it special. Yeah, and that that's why that is my favorite match that's a great choice now if i were gonna rate that well well, if you were gonna rate this what would you give it oh five out of five absolutely a hundred percent i would too i I wouldn't even there's nothing there's nothing wrong with this match when you create that much emotion from a cynical has well never never was wrestler such as myself and you create that much emotion out of me Mm-hmm. then it, it can be nothing less than a five. Yeah. If I could have given it a six or a seven, I would have. And it is your <laughs> right to do so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the most nerve-wracking part of this entire show for me. Okay. <laughs> so, are you ready to play Guess the Wrestler? I'm ready. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Let me grab a a piece of paper. Listeners, if you listened the last time um, we played this game, I did not get anywhere close to guessing 
the wrestler and I'm sure I had so many people yelling in their car or wherever you're listening to this to Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan like I know I, I felt it but I just couldn't hear it and I think I just completely pushed that man out of my brain because I just hate him so much that I just literally did not even cross my mind that he could be an option. <laughs> Can I tell you something that's going to make you feel even worse about it? Why not? <laughs> well, I asked uh, one of our friends, Charles, who, who is not a wrestling fan. Right. And he played the game. Well, he got to Hogan in 11. 11? 11. Charles, you're making me look bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you feel even worse. Oh, no. I also played the game with David Hensley. Oh. And he got there in nine. David, no! <laughs> <laughs> well, now I don't have any hope for this next round. Jesus. No, it's okay. all you need to know. See, I think you were overthinking I, it I last was time. I, 100% overthinking it. Uh, and as I said, uh, to start this game out, I am going to do popular there's like popular wrestlers this is not gonna be uh el villano number six i hope you uh, never do those no <laughs> <laughs> because i will never get that <laughs> no i'm only gonna do super popular wrestlers okay All right. and i think you've learned something from the last time i hope so so uh, i i think let's try okay okay so i have my wrestler in my head okay and you have 20 questions mm -hmm. for yes or no questions. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Was this wrestler popular during the Attitude Era? Yes. Okay. Is this wrestler a man? Yes. Okay. Is... Oh, man. This is... Is this wrestler popular... Oh, gosh, no. Why am I blanking on questions right now? This is so bad. <laughs> Such bad content. Okay. Um, this is good pod. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so does this wrestler have wear the same outfit all the time? Yes. Okay. Um, do they have hair? They do not. Is that by choice? Seems to be. Uh, well, a little bit of both, actually. Okay. Um, okay, so male, bald. Again, I'm getting tripped up on the bald thing. <laughs> you give me another bald wrestler. Um, is this person from Texas? No. Damn it. Okay. Um, let's see. Is this wrestler did they feud with the rock i'm thinking okay um kara do you know who it is oh okay. oh uh oh uh yes they did yes they did yes okay okay the fact that you had to really think about it just narrow like throws out a couple of people um, it wasn't a huge, I mean, it, it wasn't a huge feud. It wasn't a great story. Okay. Um, did this person feud with John Cena? Uh, 
I think they wrestled, but I don't think it was an actual feud. Okay. Um, has this person appeared recently? Yes. Yes. Was it in a wrestling capacity? Yes. You have ten more questions. Okay. Um, okay, so bald man appeared recently in a wrestling capacity. Mm-hmm. Not from Texas. Not from Texas. Okay. Um. Oh, I think Kara knows who it oh, is. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Was this person at WrestleMania this year? Oh, God. <laughs> um, Have I tripped you up? <laughs> no, it's just WrestleMania was so bad, I forgot. Okay. Uh, okay, well... I don't think they were. Okay. I don't, I don't think so. Okay, so have they appeared within the last year, then? Yes. Okay. Um... This isn't a question of just me thinking out loud. So this person is alive. I don't know why this. I don't know why that <laughs> popped in my head that it has to be an alive person. And no, they did not appear at WrestleMania. They did not. Okay. 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 Um, is this person a commentator? No. Okay. Oh, you definitely know who it is. I can see it in your eyes. You know who it is. <laughs> Not me, not me, guys, Kara. Am I right about that, Kara? <laughs> Possibly, yes. Possibly. Okay. Um, I'm so bad at this game, dogs. I don't know. No, no, you're, <laughs> you're, again, once again, you are asking fantastic questions. I need to, like, write this shit down, I <laughs> you think. Should, because you have that option. I do, I have it, I have it in front of me. What I'm, what's happening is I'm forgetting the questions that I'm asking in the moment. Um, do you want me to ask one? Yes. Did this person win a gold medal? No. <gasps> okay. Damn it. Okay. Oh, you would have been wrong. Okay. <laughs> That's a good guess, though, because you were thinking Kurt Angle, right? Yes. Okay. Um, is this person an active member on the roster? Be more specific. Is this person an active member on the Raw roster? Are you asking me if they're a full-time wrestler? Yes. No. No. Okay. How many questions do I have left? You have five more questions. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Can you think of another one, Kara? Okay. Yeah, I think I think I just need help on these. <laughs> um, That's okay. You can tag team it. Okay. So bald. Now, yeah, yes, uh, okay. Let, let me let me clarify that last question. Yes, they are on the roster. No, they are not full time wrestlers. Oh, 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 God. Is it? Who? Why am I blanking on the person who just? Oh, is it Goldberg? Yes. Ah! I Yay! Got it. I got All it! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Fantastic work. 
<laughs> Boy, she just flare flopped. Oh it's my God. <laughs> I don't know why games like that just stress me the fuck out. Okay, like, well, you know, here's what we will do. Okay. The next time uh, we record, you get one for me. Ah, perfect. Okay. Now, I like that. Now, remember how good I'm treating you. I'm giving you the most popular wrestlers. That I I'm going to give you the most obscure NXT it's, jobber. I'm t- it's, 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 but I don't know. I don't no. know Carmelo Hayes. No, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be fair. That was fun. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Kara, for it your assistance. It feels good to win. It does. That's why we play the game. Yes. Championship rounds. Kara with the assist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fantastic. This is fun. Yes. Another edition of Guess the Wrestler in the can. There you awesome. Go. Well, you know what? I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah, I think um, so. So, okay, let's uh, let's start to wrap up now. Um, well, I feel like we do have, I mean, you just released uh, your Backlash episode. I did. Which um, has to have to say, very interesting, very Thank interesting you. episode. <laughs> I know, I, I did enjoy it. I loved it. Um I, I I wish David was here to say what was going on with Long Walk Talks, but I know Chris is doing his perfect tens, he right? He is doing his perfect ten. Mm-hmm. Um, later on this month, we have double or nothing. Yeah, so we, we have like, we have a double header coming up, right, mm-hmm. with AEW. So we have double or nothing at the, for Memorial Day weekend, right? Not, not only that, it is my understanding now True to yours and Gina's name, you are taking over half of the uh, of of the pay per views. You'll be doing uh, the next WWE pay per view. Yes, so that is our surprise to listeners. Uh, Gina Belmont and I have we are going to be taking over some of the wrestling pay per views from you guys. Yeah, it, it and looks we, like we're all that's left for us is the AEWs and the Big Four. Yeah, and I. I we are really excited and we're we're very thrilled that you guys have given us more opportunity to be on air. And oh, absolutely. We we have we've been pining for it. We really have because well, uh, y'all yeah. I when mean, we you got to go where the ratings are. It's you when know, we sad, started you know. this journey, our show journey, we started it at the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea what we were doing. And we were just like, you know what? At least we can have NXT to get us through this pandemic. And we can talk about shit that we really love and enjoy watching every week. And, I mean, honestly, it's what was keeping us sane when we were in lockdown. And then they decided to revamp it and decided to basically not give us any content anymore. Yeah. So we, you know, this is a takeover has just been kind of sitting out there. And we we've actually just recently revamped our Instagram page and, Mm -hmm. um, so it's the same, it's the same, this is a takeover, but just no spaces in between now. Right. Um, so we're trying to revamp that, but if there's just no content for us to really do, yeah. and if they're only doing these, you know, specialty episodes and then maybe a takeover or two a year, that's honestly just not it's enough a, no, for no. us to do. So I, you graciously offered mm-hmm. some of the pay-per-views off of your plate. And honestly, I feel like you and Chris would be glad to not do all of these well you know (laughs) you know chris is a busy man and uh you know it's it's hard to to get him up here he he makes special accommodations and Mm -hmm. by that i mean 
Hensley drives him. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, we are happy to help, and um, we're just, we're just, we're really excited. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. And plus, you know, maybe we'll we'll get a little rub off the, a, a little shine off of y'all's ratings. Hey, so, you know, anything can help, right? Well, I mean, it it couldn't hurt. I'll tell you that <laughs> much. Uh, well, because you have double or nothing <laughs> and forbidden door. We also well coming I, up as well. Now you and I had a discussion about that. Yes, and I think that Takeover is going to be doing Forbidden Doors. Yes, we are. So we are we are going to be doing our first ever AEW pay per view, which yes. we are stoked about because Gina and I have become since NXT has kind of gone off the rails. We have become. We watch AEW religiously. They now. have nitro viewing parties. We do. <laughs> we do every week, every Wednesday. We get together and we all have food and we drink and we watch AEW Dynamite. It's perfect. It's great. So I was very excited that you were willing to give one of one oh, over because I know it's one of the few things that bring you, y'all joy on your show is right. doing the AEW. That's pay-per-views. why we only gave you one. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I will take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Right on. Well, let's do some uh, let's 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 do some media stuff. Uh, yeah. So if you guys want to follow me personally, you can fo- follow me at Slay All Ray and on Instagram. And if you want to follow this as a takeover, our new um, Instagram username is this is a takeover, no spaces. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are this underscore pod. And if you want to follow me, uh, well, then you can get me on Instagram at two underscore D-O-G-G-Z. Yes. And <laughs> I love how he looks at me. I, for, just for to make sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am going to get more active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm trying to take some initiative and do that. <laughs> and that's it. Immortal Two Dogs. Uh, also, if you want to follow me on TikTok, uh, you can follow me at two dogs d-o-g-g-z uh on tiktok i've got like 50 something followers so i'm doing great love that and if you also <laughs> want to follow what we're doing here at long walt podcast you can follow us on instagram at long walt podcast and on twitter at long walt pod also you know we if, if we start doing well with this we need to get us a uh Hey, this is a rewind uh, thing going. You know what? I've been thinking about it, mm-hmm. and I think if we once we get a few episodes under our belt, mm-hmm. I definitely think that can happen. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, for oh, do you oh do, do you want to do it this time? Oh, I uh, I need to I need to look at okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sprung it on me, dog. Okay. All right. All right, Shelby, guys. Shelby, thank you so much, mm-hmm. and take us home. Guys, thank you so much for joining us, and for Shelby Deathray Patterson and David Two Dogs Hayes. You know, it's fun looking back at the past, but live in the present, and as far as the future goes, we're going to call it in the ring. <laughs>